huge week in golf. It starts with a huge day. Today is actually Women's Golf Day. This week is actually a major week. It's a U.S. Women's Open. Plus, Jack Nicklaus hosts at the Memorial Tournament, and we are live on the Corn Ferry Tour. It's all coming up on the Fairways of Life Worldwide. Welcome to the most listened to golf in the world, the Fairways of Life show, on air, online, and around the world. With the most candid interviews, unforgettable stories, taking you beyond the ropes. Here's your host, New York Times best-selling author and Golf Channel's Matt Adams. What is going on, folks? Welcome to this Tuesday. Hope you guys had a great Memorial Day, and hopefully everyone took a moment to honor those that we were intended to spare a thought for, those who ensure the liberty that we have. It was a great week of golf behind us. Jason Kokrak overcame a final round deficit to Jordan Spieth to become the third multiple-time winner so far this season. He becomes the first player over the age of 35 to claim his first two PGA Tour victories in the same season since Francesco Molinari did it in 2018. Dennis Paulson and Earl Forsey anchored the PGA Tour coverage this week of everything that was going on down in Texas at the Charles Schwab Challenge. And they provided us with this update and review of what took place and guys, what was otherwise, you know, a really enjoyable week, although in some ways a bit unusual too. Well, Matt, thanks. It was an entertaining Sunday at Colonial as Jason Kokrak holds off Jordan Spieth to win by two at the Charles Schwab Challenge. Our Dennis Paulson was alongside DP, an unusual Sunday. It wasn't a birdie barrage. It was a tough day and tough for both Kokrak and Spieth. Uh, the entire final round, Kokrak did just enough on the back nine to win it. Yeah, we talked about it before. You know, these guys teed off. The last couple groups teed off what was going to be the winning score, and I thought 16-under would be a number. But we talked about all these guys chasing, trying to chase down somebody. At least let's try to get to 13 or 14-under. I think there's a lot of guys that are frustrated that they didn't climb the mountain and get there to try to push the envelope because 14 under par was doable for a lot of guys, but it was a tough golf course out there. And Jason Kokrak, I think, you know, he won the golf tournament, but he survived the golf tournament. He survived the momentum from the fans and the Texas crowd going against him. Everything was against him today, but he hit the bigger shots, made the bigger putts. Jordan could get it done. Yeah, now Kokrak is a two-time winner this season, joining Stuart Sink and Bryson DeChambeau as two-time winners on the PGA Tour. For Jordan Spieth, how disappointing was the shakiness? And it wasn't just Sunday. It was really, and he said it after the round, Dennis, pretty much the entire weekend he struggled at times at a place where he's won before. Yeah, you know, he, he mentioned the fact that, you know, I didn't feel co- he didn't feel comfortable with his golf swing the entire weekend, and I would agree with that. Really, the difference was today Jordan really didn't make anything, but he never really gave himself many opportunities. The The closest birdie that he really had that I remember that he missed was at number eight. He had a couple of kick-ins. That's all he did. The crowd wanted to get behind him, but he really didn't do anything. He made that great up and down at 16 with the bogey by Jason. That was really the only thing that would that was heroic that really would have got the momentum back on his side, but it was quelled very quickly after the great up and down at 17 by Jason Kokrak and then Jordan went for broke and as you know our great friend Mark Carnival says you got to you know not be afraid to lose a golf tournament to win a golf tournament and Jordan wasn't afraid he went at that flag stick and paid the ultimate price at at uh, 18 by hitting it over the green into the penalty area 
And now with summer officially underway, we have only 10 weeks to go in the PGA Tour regular season. We go Matt from Hogan's Alley at Colonial Country Club to Jack's Place next week. Muirfield Village, Dublin, Ohio for the Memorial Tournament. It is awesome because next week is this week. Jack will be addressing the media. In fact, today, thank you very much, gents, for that update. You can hear PGA Tour Radio on the PGA Tour app. You can hear it on PGATour.com. Both of those work all over the world and for free. Or you, if you have the paid satellite service, SiriusXM, in North America. So for Jason Kokrak, after posting his low 54-hole score on tour, which was 14 under, 196, he made five birdies and five bogeys to post an even par round of 70. He claimed his second career PGA Tour title and second this season. He also won the 2020 uh, CJ Cup at Shadow Creek. He began today trailing Dallas, Texas native Jordan Spieth by a stroke, and now he becomes the 10th player amongst the last 13 winners of the event to come from behind in the final round. The victory comes in his 249th start on tour at the age of 36 years and eight days, and he becomes the first player over the age of 35, as you heard me mention, to claim his first two tour titles in the same season since Francesco Amolinari did it in 2018 at the age of 35. 18 of the last 20 winners of the Charles Schwab Challenge have been over the age of 30, and with the win, he collects 500 FedEx Cup points and moves from 27th to number 5 in the stands. Remember, that really means something now as we start to march closer to the playoffs, which are probably closer than you think. So with that, we ask... Jason Kokrak, this to start. So what was the self-talk? What was the early thought and belief that you could overcome that one-shot deficit and carry on? Because he certainly seemed to carry himself with a lot of confidence. I, I just told myself, just like I did the last time I won, I said, stay patient, one shot at a time. You know, I, you know I, that sounds you know like everybody else. But, um, you know, you can't get ahead of yourself in this game. Uh, this game doesn't owe you anything. And you know, you take each shot for what it is. I mean, whether you make a bogey or a, a par or a birdie, I mean, each hole is, uh, you know, an individual match against yourself. And Jordan was there the whole day. He was up a couple, down a couple. And, uh, you know, I made my mistakes. He made his mistakes. And I just, uh, I tried to stay patient. I made a couple nice birdies, uh, a couple nice putts on the front to get back to even. And then, you know, started hitting the ball a little bit better uh, through the middle of the round. A couple little hiccups there, uh, a miscue with an eight iron. But, you know, th- things like that when uh, when you're in the heat um, are going to happen. Well, i got to hand it to the Admiral. Uh, D-Rob's been reading the greens ever since uh, we got together four years ago. Uh, I called him up and said, listen, this is going to be uh, a good ride. I- I'm a pretty good ball striker, and you're a great green reader, and I think we'll make a, a good duo. I went to that longer putter, a little more loft, and uh, I've stuck with uh, the left-hand low for, you know, better part of two and a half years now probably. I've been planning on taking the next uh, two off and going out uh, working with my swing coach a little bit more uh, before the U.S. Open, and you know I think I, I just stick to what's working for me. Uh, don't 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 try to do anything that uh, hasn't worked for me in the past, and uh, you know I'd say this year has been uh, pretty solid so far. With the victory, he's expected to move inside of the top 25 in the official World Golf Rankings. His only previous top 10 finish in six previous tries at the Charles Schwab challenge was a tie for third in 2020. This also marks his fifth top 10 finish of the season and it ties his record on tour, which he set in 2019. So obviously he was playing well pre-pandemic and he's got that form back again. 
And as a multiple-time winner this season, venture a guess of who the other two are. You probably know one of them in Bryson DeChambeau. The other is Stuart Sink, who have won multiple times now. What of Jordan Spieth finishing second on 12 under par, ultimately two shots behind? He took a one-stroke lead into the final round. He made three consecutive bogeys on holes two, three, and four, and two additional bogeys on holes 15 and 18 before closing with a three over par 73. The Dallas native was seeking his 13th career PGA Tour title, second at the Charles Schwab Challenge. He won it in 2016 and second this season. He also won the Valero Texas Open. The finish marks his 14th career runner-up on the PGA Tour. It marks his eighth top 10 finish of the season in 18 starts, which is one more than he achieved in his last two seasons combined in his sixth top five finish since the 2021 Waste Management Phoenix Open. In 2015, FedEx Cup champion, he moves to number two in the standings right now. And he is 10 for 20 when attempting to convert a 54-hole lead or co-lead on the PGA Tour. So the question asked to Jordan is basically, what happened? I just didn't play well at all, quite simply. I mean, I could have shot even par today and won the golf tournament. And just from the very get-go, um, just a really bad start. And then, you know, tried to fight my way through it. Um, but I was just really off. I mean, I'm with my golf swing. I just, I really lost it this weekend and, um, you just have to be in control around colonial. I putted, I putted really well this week and I made a couple really nice par saves on putts that had to start outside the hole, um, in ranges where I've just kind of been struggling to hit really solid putts. Um, and I thought that was a big move. And then I've been striking the ball beautifully this year and it really, um, I've just got to kind of re hit the reset button tomorrow and then get to work the next couple days, not let this weekend kind of throw me away, look look more at the positives of the ball striking, and then go off of this week, go off the putting. I just, I mean, I was taking the club back and just had no freaking clue where it was going to go. And it's uh, it's very rare that you're in the lead or, or close to the lead on a Sunday when that's the case. And um, it's not the most enjoyable feeling, but um, I've never been shy on grit and and really belief in, in knowing that anything can happen and um, it was with me till the end until uh, the shot came off left on 18 so um, yeah just um, just really just didn't play well I mean that's all it was I just I played a bad round of golf I'm playing for myself um, that's it I you know the support is fantastic but I don't um, I don't feel extra pressure over here I kind of feel it more at the Byron I don't know it's something about just kind of coming to a different city and the support's just as good. I mean, it's incredible, but I had no, um, yeah, no excuses there. I, I, yeah, just played poorly. Jordan Spieth obviously playing very, very well this season and, and surely will get plenty more opportunities. One of them may come this week, in fact. Now, as you guys know, winning a professional golf tournament is hard. It is very hard. And a case could be made that some weeks it's harder to win on the Corn Ferry Tour than it is on the PGA Tour. And here's a stat for you. The average driving distance right now on the PGA Tour is 295.5. and the Corn Ferry Tour, the average is 303 yards. It's no secret that the guys out there have to be aggressive. They have to chase the pins. They have to shoot low scores. So victories are tough, but back-to-back -back victories, that is indeed rarefied air. In fact, our next guest, Ben Coles, is joining us live on site this week. Uh, has not only accomplished that feat, but he did it in his first very two starts as a professional, the only player in the history of the tour to do so underscore. Of course, he has all the prerequisites. He was a decorated amateur, a collegiate star at UVA, where he won multiple events. He was a three-time All-American, twice the ACC Player of the Year. After winning back-to-back -back at his first two events, it thrust him onto the PGA Tour in 2013, perhaps even sooner than he expected. Now, 
at the age of 30. He's finding his stride anew. Uh, we had a chance to speak with him, if you guys remember, back in February, and he was itching to get back out after the quarantine, and now he's knocking on the door again. Since February, he's made seven of eight cuts, including a tie for eighth, a tie for 15th, and he's joining us now live from North Carolina. Ben, thank you very much for taking the time to join us uh, today. How are you doing? How are you, are you doing? How have you been? I'm doing good, Matt. Uh, thanks for having me. Yeah, it's uh, good to be back in the hometown, um, back in Raleigh. Um, my parents live in Cary, just about 30 minutes away, so it's nice to be able to, you know, stay at home with them and, um, you know, just hang out with them and, and uh, have a pretty, pretty lax week. So, um, you know, ready to uh, get back out here this afternoon and, uh, you know, get some work in and, um, you know, played the course many times, but it's always nice to come back. The greens are some of the best here that we play um, all year, um, so you know, just looking to get accustomed to those and, uh, you know, getting the week started. Ben, what's it like to, when you said it's, it's, you know, kind of chill to be home and you're hanging with your parents, what's, mm-hmm. what's the go-to meal this week? What are they making for you? Um, last night we had some chicken, some green beans and potatoes. Um, <laughs> I mean, we'll do a pro you know, comfort. Yeah. We'll do uh you know, my mom, my dad will grill up some steaks probably a little later in the week. Um, once we get before those tournament days, you know, get that nice meal in. So, um, no, it's always great. Um, you know, we got the Hurricanes in town this week. They lost to, uh, to the Tampa Bay Lightning um, on Sunday, but they got their second game in the playoffs tonight, and uh, me and a couple other players are going tonight. So that's going to be pretty fun as well. Oh, yeah. Awesome. That's oh, yeah. great news that so, you're going to go to the game. The former Hartford Whalers yeah. down there is the Carolina yeah, Hurricanes. That's right. That, yeah. yeah. Now, when we were, you heard me mention that when you were with us last time, you were chomping mm-hmm. at the bit to get out there. You, you, it, yep. I got the sense that you felt like there, there was something going right for you, maybe with, with a mm-hmm. lot of practice in the, in the downtime. What is going right? These finishes are, are pretty good. It seems very much yeah. like you're knocking on the door. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I've been there kind of all year, even going back to last year. I've just been playing solid, really solid. Uh, it's it's almost like I need to be a little bit more aggressive, if anything. You know, I, uh, I've kind of used the decade system with Scott Fawcett, who I, I don't know, some people may have, have kind of heard um, heard about. You know, he, he helped Will Zalatoris a lot when he was kind of coming through the ranks and as an amateur and helped him, you know, win the Texas State Amateur. And uh, I kind of haven't gotten extremely detailed into it to where I have, you know, set numbers of how far I'm going left or right of the pins and stuff on uh, for every kind of distant shot. But it's almost um, – I feel like that's why I've been very consistent. I've just kind of very limited my mistakes. Um, but now, you know, at this point, it's almost like maybe need to put the pedal down just a little bit harder and, and get just a little bit more aggressive and, and see if we can just make a little bit more birdies. Kind of been the only thing that's lacking. I've, I've limited the mistakes, um, you know, throughout this, this whole year since we've restarted. So, you know, just getting back to that, um, making some more putts, you know, there, you can always feel like you can do that. And, um, yeah, I've been hitting it well, just uh, – try to capitalize on, on those opportunities. What's uh, Ben, what putter are you using and, and how are things going on the greens? Um, I got a Scotty Cameron, uh, P five GSS, um, got it a couple years ago. Um, when I went out to California and went to the studio, which is always, always yeah. awesome and, and real privileged to go there and having them help and support us is, is really cool. Um, they, uh, yeah, it's putting has been going, uh, well, I work also work with, uh, Ramon, um, uh, the invented the perfect putter who you see a lot of guys out here um, using and um, worked with him last week in Jacksonville. I, I took a week off last week. So 
um, yeah, just, I mean, the stroke's really good. It's really just about getting the speed dialed in. These greens this week are, are pure bent and they're, they can get uh, pretty quick. You know, we, I played nine holes yesterday in the afternoon and they were out rolling uh, the greens um, literally right in front of us. So, you know, <laughs> I'm playing with a buddy and, you know, we're hitting about 12 feet away. I mean, we're hitting them six, five feet by. So it's like, okay, well, they're, they're getting a little quick right now. So, um, you know, we, we, have pretty good weather the rest of the week. So, um, you know, I'm looking forward to this place getting firm and fast. That's awesome, Ben. You know, there's a philosophy that wherever we are in life, it's where we need to be at that moment. And given the fact that in your career, you have very much seen the peaks of the game of golf, but you've also mm -hmm. ground your way through some of the valleys. Do you kind of feel like right now the Ben Coles that's sitting in front of this camera is a Ben Coles that's benefited from all of that experience, good or bad? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, you know, you look back, obviously coming right out and winning your first two pro events. I mean, is you can't really do any better than that. So it's starting off pretty high. Um, and then obviously, you know, played pretty solid for the next couple of years, but a few years after that, it's kind of, you know, a big struggle, you know, kind of lost the swing a little bit and, you know, just working through that, keep grinding, um, you know, trying to trying to keep playing and you know sometimes the scores aren't always going to show up and sometimes you think you're still playing pretty well but the scores are just not you know you're shooting even one over two over and you feel like you're really playing well and it's just uh you know it's that mental aspect where you got to really just dig down deep and 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 grind it out and eventually you can just build some momentum here and then you know as you keep playing more rounds um you can just see that momentum kind of slowly building and I feel like it's you know gotten to a point now where I'm just I'm so much more confident than I've been, you know, in the last three, four years. So, um, you know, I'm going out there and, and try to light it up this week and, uh, you know, see if we can't uh, do what Cameron Young just did and, and go back and, and get another, you know, another victory. I want you to do that, dude. Light it up like your dad's going to those stakes. He's going to grow up for you in a, in a couple <laughs> of days. Right. And, and I know that all you guys are hoping that the Hurricanes do tonight as well. Before we let you go, though, uh, tell us about your sponsors so we can spread some love there. Absolutely. Yeah. Baldhead Blues, um, a huge, a huge sponsor of my clothes. Um, they're great, a great fitting apparel. Um, see them at a lot of, a lot of pro shops. So if you get a chance, get some Baldhead Blues uh, gear and uh, Titleist. They've been both with me since day one, going back to college. Um, they just got the best stuff in the business. You know, you're not going to find a better driver, hybrids, three woods, irons, wedges, Scotty Cameron putters. Um, you know, there's just n nothing better. So, um, you know, that's just kind of a, a great, great opportunity and, and the sponsorship that they give us and, and all the equipment and everything. So we really appreciate it. You are awesome, dude. We wish you the very best this week, and we thank you for your time this morning. Appreciate it, Matt. Thanks Good for having me. Good to see you. All right, yeah, folks, as I mentioned to you, uh, today is Women's Golf Day, and I'm super excited about our next guest as well because not only is she incredibly distinctive with what she has accomplished in the game of golf, I, I am delighted to tell you she is a friend. I have massive respect for this individual. The fact that we're starting the Women's U.S. Open Week with Women's Golf Day is important. Uh, it, I, I have told you guys for years that I've, I, and it's going to sound strange because the game doesn't need a savior per se, but I've always felt like uh, that women will be the bridge to the long-term success of the game. Uh, there are there are things that all of us need to do collectively uh, to help make the game 
I think, healthier. And part of that is by making sure that we constantly open the gates and open our arms and welcome people into the game. It's not only about the introduction to the sport, but it's making, feel, making people feel comfortable to stay where they are. It's about a retention. And so it's just something to keep in mind. As you go to your particular club or you go to your golf course today, those who are watching us or listening to us around the globe, are you guys doing everything that you can do and should do to make sure that everybody that comes on the grounds uh, is feeling welcome? Uh, that you want them to stay and be a part of the fraternity that is golf. Uh, Susie Whaley is a PGA Master Professional with the PGA of America. She's a top 100 PGA instructor. She's a former LPGA Tour player. She competed in seven major championships in her time on tour as well. She's also, as I mentioned, a PGA Master Professional, which is an important and it is a very rare distinction of the 29,000 roughly uh, some odd PGA professionals that serve the game across the country. There are less than 400 that have earned that particular uh, distinction. Susie was only the ninth woman to receive such an honor. And it is with that context, it might surprise you to hear that her greatest impact in the game may not even have been what I just mentioned. She was the first woman ever elected to serve as a PGA officer, an organization that is over 100 years old. She served two years as secretary, two years as vice president, and she just finished two years as the first woman to serve as president of the PGA of America. See what I was talking about in terms of the pride with everything that she's done with her career? It's quite an accomplishment and one in which we celebrate every time, rightfully, that she is with us, particularly on this day and this week. Uh, but today, as I mentioned to you, is Women's Golf Day as well, and I cannot think of a better uh, personification and ambassador to speak to that than Susie Whaley, uh, who's joining us live as well on this Tuesday morning. Susie, how have you been? Nice to see you. Hey, it's great to see you. I am in uh, Denver, Colorado, so it's pretty early, Matt, only for you. <laughs> oh, I appreciate that. Yeah, that had yeah, to be Yeah, and for Women's dog. Golf Day. Yes, I'm in my they... lovely hotel room. But so happy to chat with you. And of course, uh, you know, anytime I can talk about women in golf, I'm in. Well, let's let's talk about let's start with Women's Golf Day because it is Women's Golf Day. And, and if you could talk to us, uh, it, it's and it's great to be able to talk to you now from your personal view, from your PGA professional view <laughs> as a former president of the PGA, I mean, there's a myriad of, of different angles on this. I feel like this is really important that we make this distinction, and I feel it's critically important that we make women feel comfortable in the game. What are your thoughts? I mean, I think every day should be Women's Golf Day. (laughs) For me, um, that's the way I feel about it. I I love the game. I've always loved the game. Uh, My mom was the inception for me starting the game, which, you know, at that time was a little bit unusual. Um, But my mom was this avid golfer looking for a pal, and found me in the mix. And, and then I was that, you know, rug rat that just didn't want to leave the golf course ever. Um, drove every PGA professional crazy because I hung out in the shop when it rained and um, <laughs> asked them multiple questions about the game and, and why I couldn't go out and play with the boys. And I mean, I, I think I've been pushing that needle from the get go because it just right. for me was never about gender. And I'm so thankful I had a mom that never made it about that. So it was always just about the fun and the enjoyment um, of the game itself. And then I had this incredible PGA professional, Joe Tesori, who who really taught me the game after my mom felt she'd given me what she had um, as far as technique and strategy. And then he was the same. I mean, 
I think the gift he gave me that I try to pass along to anybody that plays a game, whether it be male, female, is, you know, just have fun getting better at it. You may not have it yet, but you have a chance to get better at it. And and don't allow any barrier uh, to stop you from going out to your local golf course and and hitting some balls or, or putting on the putting green or, or bringing your family with you. This is a game for everyone and we need to make that extremely clear. We need to have access for those that, that can't afford it. We need to develop programming and plans uh, for all of our PGA professionals who are doing an incredible job welcoming those to the game um, during this pandemic. And we just need to keep putting intentional action steps in place uh, because I'm committed uh, to making the game uh, worldwide something that women see as for them. You know what's so encouraging about this, and, and it's one of the reasons I love you, is that your message really just went way beyond the golf course about this idea of, of setting your goals and not letting obstacles stand in your way and finding a support system that can help you accomplish the same. Uh, before I move off the subject uh, relative to, to uh, building uh, engagement in the game with, between juniors, between women, between, uh, like I said, boys and girls coming into the, the sport, et cetera, you mentioned the programs at the PGA of America. Could you kind of uh, hit a couple of those with us so that people know if, if there's something they're interested and involved in? I would love to. Uh, our foundation, well, first of all, PGA professionals across the country have programming at their facilities each and every day to either encourage you to join us and, and play the game for the first time or for our core customers to just love it even more and play more golf. It's our business. It's good for business. And they do an incredible job at that. Uh, LPGA professionals that are, are teaching at facilities and running facilities are doing the same. So that, that would be number one. Number two, we have this foundation called PGA Reach and I'm the honorary chair of our capital campaign. And, and what that does uh, for our PGA professionals as well as for consumers is offer them programming, as you mentioned. So we really have four pillars to that campaign. PGA Junior League, which many of your listeners are already aware of, which is team golf uh, for youth 17 and under, where they play on a team, they play a scramble format, uh, an unbelievable opportunity for them to learn the game or for those that are really good at the game to have kind of a mentorship component um, with a fellow partner on the golf course. They wear jerseys. We have ambassadors, Alex Morgan, Steph Curry, uh, Ricky Fowler, Rory McIlroy, Michelle Wee, uh, Lexi Thompson, all of whom are supporting this effort to get more juniors uh, on the golf course having fun playing in a team format. We have PGA Hope, which we really highlighted so much of yesterday as we honored our fallen heroes. And that is a program for veterans who really are finding themselves in a place where they're struggling uh, socially or struggling to get out of their home, struggling to find an activity. And that's helping our patriots everywhere where PGA professionals uh, teach and encourage those to, to get out of their homes, bring them to facilities and golf courses through a partnership with the VA. And, and PGA professionals changing uh, pretty much their lives, not those that are coming. I think most PGA professionals will tell you they're impacted more by the opportunity to serve those that have sacrificed so much for us. And um, then we have PGA um, Works, which is our inclusion pillar, where we're offering fellowships across the country to after college uh, paid fellowships to join us in the golf industry, which is an $84 billion industry, um, where we want to shine the effort on getting more people uh, who look like our communities working within the game. We also just hosted the PGA Works Collegiate Championship, a significantly significant championship um, for minorities uh, within the game that we held at TPC Sawgrass. Um, and it was amazing with our partner uh, at NBC and the Golf Channel 
and putting that on live television for the first time, really showcasing how many um, people love the game and want to compete within the game, but haven't had the access to do so. And then finally, we have PGA, um, PGA, a place to play, which is our our newest pillar, which is uh, we're raising funding now to offer access uh, in communities uh, that are underserved at municipal facilities that we're hoping to uh, save from uh, being torn up and and put into homing comp- housing complexes and instead uh, giving those communities a, a wonderful opportunity to join us in the game, uh, to take coaching and programming, to have equipment access, um, and to get youth and adults who have never had the chance to do so on a golf course. And we're so excited uh, to do that. And we are in a real uh, push right now to raise those funds uh, to be able to offer those opportunities for so many. I absolutely love it. Again, this week is a great week to celebrate women in the game of golf. Uh, the U.S. Women's Open is this week. Today is Women's Golf Day. Now, last year, 6 million women played the game of golf. 48% of new players coming into the game are female. I, I know this, this question may sound simplistic. However, there's something to the game of golf that women, once exposed to it, fall in love with the game. Is there a way that you can wax poetic on why that's happening? I don't know if I could be poetic about it, but, <laughs> you know, women love sport as much as men, you know, and I think, you know, at this time when there was so few opportunities to get outside and to be healthy and well, and golf had this unbelievable component, which all of us that have always played have known that's a, a socially responsible sport. Uh, that's a sustainable sport that's outside where you can be with friends and family and, and the entire family can engage in it. And women, while many want to be competitive, there are plenty of women that are looking for an outside activity. Um, you know, you can burn 10,000 uh, steps, uh, calories, uh, walking a golf course. You, as I said, you can be with your children. You can choose not to be with your children and you can be with your family. Um, you know, at the end of the day, it's an outlet that I've always loved that I mentioned before. And I probably always loved it because it gave me one-on-one time with my mom. And I think when we realize that women have those same wants and desires, they, they follow sports, they love sports, um, and they feel compelled at these facilities that are welcoming them, that they're a part of the community. And we have to encourage that more. We have to ensure that golf is not intimidating, that the funnel is as open as possible that everyone they meet at a facility uh, wants them to be there, that the details of that facility showcase them in the photography, in the pictures, in the programming. Um, Women will walk with their feet. And at the end of the day, we want them to walk toward a golf course. And we're working really hard to make that happen. I love all the work that you guys are doing. Now, on a personal level, uh, I heard you doing TV for ESPN during the PGA. That had to be fun to be back doing that again. And and may I ask, are any, any plans to do more? Yeah, I, you know, I really forgot how much I enjoy it. Um, I love talking about the game. I, I, I love talking about the strategy of the game. Um, as a coach now that I'm going to call myself more experienced than the first time I did it, um, just a euphemism for older, um, it, it really <laughs> honestly was this great and, and amazing um, synergy for me that gave me energy. And I mean, to be able to be at the PGA Championship and, and watch Phil Mickelson make history uh, is something I'll never forget. Uh, and to be able to talk about it uh, to the world um, at a time when the world was really looking and is continuing to look for great joy in sports um, is something that I, I will always cherish. And yes, I, I, I will do some more and um, I'm looking forward to that too. 
now talking about walking alongside of and, and taking in the sights and sounds and the joy of the time and place, Don was telling me before you hooked up this morning that you're actually out there caddying for one of the girls. <laughs> What's happening? Oh, yeah, yeah. This week I'm on the bag. I am a hire. <laughs> I am caddying for my youngest daughter, Kelly, who's playing in the CoBank uh, Colorado Open, this amazing uh, professional event for aspiring professionals um, that has an incredible assortment of sponsors. And I'm so amazed at what they've put together uh, for these young women uh, to compete. And I'm thrilled to be here. Um, we played a practice round yesterday. It was 50 degrees. I looked like coming from Florida that it was 20 degrees in my, you know, ski cap and four <laughs> coats. But I am ready to go. I, I, I always say I'm, I'm on the bag, but really my daughter makes her own choices, and uh, I'm just there for, for some fun and, and to keep things clear um, and in perspective. So uh, I don't do much other than convince her on a yardage or two, and uh, she does the rest as she looks to um, make it to the LPGA Tour. I love it. I, I wish her the very best with that and that you have great joy and fun with it as well. Before we let you go as a professional, any sponsors that you want to mention associated with Susie Whaley? Oh, well, that's very nice of you. Yes. Uh, so, you know, I am a huge fan of PXG. I've been with PXG as an ambassador for a long time. Um, one of the main reasons I, I went with PXG was the opportunities they offer women collegiately. Uh, they only sponsor uh, teams, uh, collegiate universities, if they do the men and the women, which I found incredible. Their assortment and line of golf clubs and shafts uh, always was women-centric, meaning they had so many options. And now they have uh, unbelievable uh, opportunities as they grant to programming that involve women in the game. I'm also with Nike. I've been with Nike for a very long time, so they're an incredible partner of mine. I love being an ambassador for them. And then I represent a resort in the Dominican Republic called Casa de Campo, which is literally one of my favorite places in the world. I tell people it's truly the only place in the world I actually relax. So, um, you know, those are, those are three, but uh, for me, I just want people listening today to, to pick up a club, to invite a friend, a female friend as it's Women's Golf Day to join them in some capacity within the game, uh, just so they can get a feel for how amazing golf is and how beautiful it is to be at a golf facility. All of that is the reason why Susie Whaley continues to inspire. Thank you for your leadership. Thank you for being a great ambassador for the game. Have fun this week. We appreciate your time. Uh, I appreciate it. Happy Women's Golf Day and uh, get out there and play some golf later, Matt. Thank you. See ya. All right, folks, you just heard Susie mention PXG. PXG's new Gen 4 golf clubs, they are the most advanced, best-performing clubs that we've ever made. They're packed with innovations, aluminum vapor technology, precision weighting technology, X-Core technology, and more Gen 4 clubs. Drivers, fairways, and hybrids deliver incredible ball speed, distance control, sound, and feel. Visit pxg.com or call 844-PLAY-PXG to learn more. PXG, nobody makes golf clubs the way we do, period. Remember, today is a day that PXG has given all of their female employees the day off for Women's Golf Day in support of the same. Don't forget, speaking about going to great events, and Susie reminds me of this too because of TPC River Highlands up in Connecticut. Tickets are on sale now for the Travelers Championship. There will not be as many tickets as there has been in the past. Certainly, there'll be more than there was the last time they contested the event and DJ won. Travelerschampionship.com is where you can go for more information on everything going on at the tournament, how you can get those tickets. And if you are a junior or if you are a frontline worker, if you are a veteran, 
definitely check out what they have going on there as well because sponsors have stepped up and got tickets for those constituencies. So get the information that you need so that you can be there uh, in just a couple of weeks. We cannot wait, nor can we wait for when we come back. We have yet another tour player joining us live as Dom is broadcasting live today from the Rex Hospital Open on the Corn Ferry Tour. It's coming up in the Fairways of Life after these words. Nestled amongst the hills of the Hoosier National Forest resides a classic American destination, the French Lick Resort. Experience the ultimate in golf at the Pete Dye Course at French Lick, voted number one course in Indiana on Golf Week's Best You Can Play for 10 years in a row. The Donald Ross Course at French Lick has been named Indiana's number two course in Golf Week's Best You Can Play rankings every year since 2011. Come experience old world opulence amid modern comfort served with Midwestern charm. Visit FrenchLick.com. TheGolfTravelGroup.com is a luxury golf tour operator that specializes in custom travel itineraries to Scotland, Ireland, England, Wales, Iceland, New Zealand, Australia, South Africa, and more. Guaranteed advanced tee times, incredible accommodations, airport meet and greet services, private guided tours, and private drivers, all in luxury vehicles, and they have a staff that's been doing it forever. TheGolfTravelGroup.com. I'm Tiger Woods, and I chose Bridgestone. I wanted to be with a company that I knew, and then on top of that, that made superior products. So I did. I came back and I started playing with the Bridgestone Tour BXS, and it's allowed me to maintain the spin and the feel I like around the greens, especially my short irons, but also have that penetrating flight through the wind. The aerodynamics have been phenomenal. I know the quality that Bridgestone has, R&D that's available to them, and what they were able to create that helped me win golf tournaments. Even though we're in Texas, we don't believe that bigger is always better. At Ben Hogan Golf, we believe in something called micromanufacturing, a concept Mr. Hogan taught us long ago. It's a belief that handcrafting golf clubs one at a time to your exacting specifications is the reason we make some of the best quality and best performing equipment in the world. And we don't believe in big prices. That's why we only sell directly to you at BenHoganGolf.com. Let me ask you a question. Are you in pain on the golf course? You know, pain management is a crisis in America. It affects over 100 million people and 35% of golfers, but now we can do something about it. BioFit 360 is a new company here to help us manage and alleviate that pain naturally. They've developed a formula that safely extracts CBD from the hemp plant and utilizes all of its healing properties to help us. They have a relief cream, they have gummies, they have sleep aids, and much more. It will change the way you feel on the golf course and in life. All you need to do is head to BioFit360.com. Feel better, do better, be better. Hi, I'm Brian Hammonds. You country club members can now represent your club and compete in a Ryder Cup style event. The inaugural Country Club National Championship presented by Fuzzy's Ultra Premium Vodka. It's October 12th through the 17th at Walt Disney World in Orlando, Florida. The field is limited, so don't delay. For more information, go to ccncgolf.com. That's ccncgolf.com. I hope to see you and your team in Orlando. Streamsong is so special with three top 100 U.S. courses designed by four legendary architects. Tom Doak's Blue Course, Bill Core and Ben Crenshaw's Red Course, and Gil Hansen's Black Course. Secluded by thousands of acres, the greatest golf stories are lived, not told. Streamsongresort.com 